Welcome to the weekly podcast of Valley Church. I pray that this message will fill you with the hope of the gospel and will help you follow Jesus today. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, visit valleychurchwv.com. Now let's tune in to this week's message. Yeah, my dad told me a joke about boxing some time ago. I still forget the punchline. <laughs> See, we can all get into this. <laughs> I like telling dad's jokes. Sometimes they laugh. It's going to take you a while to catch That'll catch you later on. I like telling dad's jokes. Sometimes they laugh. Yeah, there we go. I had to put the dad part in there, too. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> go and turn to Acts. Chapter 10, if you would, I'm going to, they give us five minutes each, so honestly, I'll be truthful, it's going to be a miracle if either one of us stays within five minutes, Uh, and that's that's the truth, because as a dad, uh, sometimes we do get a little bit overboard. (laughs) Uh, Parents, they can, uh, uh, or uh, kids, uh, you guys know what I'm talking about, sometimes we sit there and try and explain something, and I get the same thing from my wife, Danny. You don't have to keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. Well, you know what? Sometimes as a dad, I feel like I have to beat it into their head. Because you know what? Kids have hard heads. But uh, we'll try and stick to this. What's that? Where did they get it from? Uh, their mothers. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Let's go and uh, have a prayer for us, please. Father, we thank you so much for this time in which we uh, get to spread your word to talk about you. Father, we praise you so much for your word and this day for fathers. But the greatest father of all, you, we praise you and we thank you for the life we have, for the love we have from you that we can share and show. And the lessons that we learn from you, Father, we pray that uh, we may show them to our kids and that our kids may carry them on to their kids and to the next generation and to the next generation. Father, for we know your word is eternal, and we praise you and thank you. Please speak through us. Use each of us. May your word flow through us, and may we allow it to flow through us and pierce the hard hearts. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I got, uh, I've been cutting back, cutting back, cutting back on my sermon, so I got a lot, and I'm going to try and get it as, as little bit as possible. I might end up having one point. I don't know. Uh, did you set the timer? Oh, Angie set a timer. It's going to go off in five minutes. <laughs> Four. Okay. In Acts 10, I want to read you just a couple verses. Uh, start out with 34, 34 and 35. Acts 10, 34 and 35. This is about Cornelius. It said, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness, righteousness is accepted by him. Now, I want to speak a little bit about something different that maybe uh, um, we haven't heard, or I know I haven't heard so much about. I want to speak from the side of a stepfather, okay? This does not, and I'm, this is a disclaimer. If I could put this up on the screen, I'll put it. This does not mean that I love the other kids any less than my stepkids. And it does not mean that I love the stepkids any less or any more than, okay? But 14 years ago, I, uh, I would like to say that I, uh, I got interested in a girl, then I caught her eye, and I actually, uh, she ran me down, okay? I'm just going to say it like that. She ran me down, and she, uh, it took me a while, and my hard head, <laughs> yes, my hard head, it took a while for me to get the, the idea that she was interested. But the thing was, was as a single father, of two, it was a package deal on both of us, okay? You don't just take the mother without the kids. You don't just take the father without the kids. So it took me a little while to reason with this as to whether or not I'd be able to do this because I was driving a rig. I wasn't making much money, okay? And then all of a sudden, I was thinking, you know, we get married, which I'd love to marry her, but we're going to have like six kids living in our house, and I'm making not even, you know, Half of what I make, make now. I had to actually take the basement and split it in half so I could have enough rooms for all the kids. All right? So it was a little bit rough on me to decide. 
But the one thing that really changed my mind, and I'm going to give uh, kudos to little Blondie, my Blondie, Madeline, uh, and Angie still has a picture of it, was we went to a, a youth group thing at, the, at a skating rink. And that little girl gave me the biggest hug that I could ever, ever imagine that a little kid give me. And that hug showed me just how much love a person that is not blood relation can give to another person at that young of an age. I mean, I felt it through her. And as being a stepfather, it's taught me a lot of little lessons, and a lot of big lessons. And at the same time, believe it or not, being a stepfather has made me realize just how much of a father God is to me. Okay? Because we see here in Acts, the preaching to Cornelius. This is Peter preaching to him. This is the first Gentile to be converted by Peter. Okay? Up until then, no, no talking to the Gentiles. Okay? But you know what? Now the Gentiles have become a part. Almost like the stepchildren. But there's a few things I'd like to say about that. Because you know what? Even though they may have been looked like as a second choice, they're not actually second choice. God loved them just the same as he did all the Jews have converted. There was no difference. There's no disrespect of persons. There's no looking at, okay, you're less important than, than the others. You're less important than, or this one here is more important to you because it's my firstborn. Or, you know, God gave the same to all. He said, here, whoever you are, is my son for you, whoever you are, your choice. You know, God knows we are messed up. <laughs> and God knows that uh, many things in our lives get messed up. And we're not perfect. In Galatians 3.26 uh, starting 26 through 29, it says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. There's no separation there. Okay? You all inclusive. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed. And this is the part I like. And heirs according to the promise. We all get the same thing. A few lessons that I would like to go through, just real quickly, as being a stepfather. Already? Wow. I even got the point one. <laughs> okay. I'll get, uh, I'll get rushing through this. Uh, God is the same. We talked about a few of these things this morning in our class. And I tell you what, the class that, I, that we dug has got my head like mush, okay, studying the Bible. It's awesome. But God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, okay? This is one of the things that we as fathers or stepfathers, and especially me in my situation, I can tell you and I can, and can relate to it specifically, I stayed the same, all right? Now, I was not perfect, and I'm not perfect, but there was times when I messed up, and there was times when I was just plain out messed up, period, okay? And I'll be honest with you, about six years ago, um, out of the encouragement of my loving wife to go get checked out at the VA, I am a little bit mentally messed up, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> so now I have an excuse on paperwork, <laughs> okay? But from there on, once I realized what was going on, it's been pretty steady, steady going. And you know what? Because I was the same then, now, and I will be the same for the rest of my life with my girls, that has shown them 
that I'm going to love them no matter what. And I get that same example off God. No matter what, he won't let me fail. All I have to do is just accept it. No matter what, I won't let my girls fail. They just have to accept it. I made that promise to them, all of them. Okay? The two oldest ones, Abigail, Maggie, they're at that point right now, and I've already made that promise to them, and I will not let them fail. And God will not let us fail. But you know what? It's still up to us to reach back to take his hand. Okay? Another thing that I wanted to point out was the girls, they love me for who I am. You know? They they know who I am. They love me for who I am. God has offered to take care of us. They did not have to care for me. They did not have to love me. I didn't have to love them. I fell in love with their mother. They, their mother fell in love with me. They did not have to love me. Abigail, Maggie, Maddie. But you know what? As time went on and we grew closer, we began to love each other. And that love grows stronger and stronger. And I know now that just as much as I would never let them fail, they will never let me fail. And you know what? With God, he will never let you fail at the same time. Because he loves you more and more and more than you can ever imagine. Okay? We would never be able to fathom what God's love is. Okay? The hard part for me, if I was ever, ever to consider feeling anything that God would feel in that situation, is to take any one of my kids, my girls, my grandchildren, and to sacrifice them for any one of you. And I love you all. I do. But you know what? I don't know if I could. But God did. Sacrificed his own son for each one of us. And that's a love that we can look at and a love we are guaranteed. So on this Father's Day, for those fathers who are meant to be, who are not here, those fathers who are not yet, one day you're going to feel that love. And the greatest example that you can do is to look to God because he'll show you just how much love you can give that child and that child will return it. Those are some of the lessons I learned. I'd like to go ahead and uh, turn it over to Eric. Thanks. Well, hey, folks. Uh, my name is Eric Pikarski. Uh, my wife, Jenny, and I have been going here for like five years now, a little over five years. Um, and it's been cool and all. Um, if you know me, uh, you would know that I'm not a dad. Why am I speaking on Father's Day? This would be a great time to make a huge announcement. I don't have one of those kind of announcements, though. So, um, I didn't get to look over and see any jaws drop, so I kind of missed my opportunity as well. But, uh, yeah, I... I no, we're not expecting. Don't get that started. Um, my wife won't appreciate that. So, um, okay. Like Danny said, five minutes is really short. Um, as I was preparing, I took 20, and I was like, that's too much. And I cut it down to like 18, then I cut it down again and again and again. And I've been talking about this too much. I'm hoping that I talk a little fast and I forget a couple things for your sake. But um, anyway, let's get into this. Why am I talking? Um, well. I'm not a father, but you know, I have a dad. We all have dads. That's why you know, we're walking around here. But we all have a father. And so that's what I plan on talking about. So um, how did I come to know the father? Well, that's where I begin. So it was a cold morning on January 27th, 1995. I was born, not doing that. <laughs> Let me start here, okay? 
I grew up in a church, okay? Um, I was always expected to go to church. I went to church as a kid, you know. You go, you have to, you wake up, oh, I don't want to go, you know, whatever. That's how I was. I was going to church as a kid. This perspective of like, oh, I just got to go there, my family expects it, changed when I was in middle school. See, it started with my dad uh, making some changes in his life. I mean, he, he could tell you more about that. Um, but anyway, he... Uh, I started just seeing him, like, reading the Bible in the house, uh, you know, walk in his room, like, hey, and, you know, he'd be in the middle of praying, like, oop, never mind, and, you know, I would see this kind of thing uh, happening a lot. He was always talking about the Lord, he was saying, you know, you know, God's been speaking to me about this, I've been learning about that, and I felt like he was just constantly talking about God. He started changing around, doing some church hopping, my dad started doing some preaching with a friend at this little place out in Reader. A lot of things were changing when I was in middle school, and there was definitely an emphasis on the Lord. And so um, there was a time where my dad took me aside one-on-one and was talking to me about the gospel. He was presenting me the gospel. Some people remember when they accepted Christ really well. I don't, um, to be honest with you. Like, I remember having this conversation. I remember being tired, and I remember doing that thing where you, like, kneel down against the side of the bed, and I'm thinking, like, Dad, this is awesome. I like it. It's cool. I'm really tired. And um, I just remember that I accepted Christ. I remember my dad was excited about it. And I remember, you know, he wanted to help me to grow in that. So we would do uh, Bible study and stuff. I remember having this New King James Bible that was definitely oriented towards teens. It had like a cover that looked like an All-American Rejects album cover. It looked kind of goofy. But anyway, um, I still remember all that stuff. And I remember my dad trying to instill in me like, hey, like, you know, this is what living you know, for the Lord looks like. Uh, I knew the gospel. I knew that uh, you know, sin was in the world, that this isn't what God wanted the world to be like. This, uh, you know, we have sin. God loved us, sent Christ. We have life through Christ. Um, a verse I just wanted to go over, uh, or not go over, but... Uh, Just to read to you, I feel like it's a great recap of the gospel, and this is something I I knew then and still know now. Um, This is Romans 5.8 for you. Um, But God shows his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, It's a great recap of the gospel. My mouth's getting dry, by the way. Sorry, this is probably the most on track I've been while talking in a long time. Ask any of the students I've had or have. Um, I get off track a lot. But anyway, here we go. I'm getting back on. I knew the gospel. Uh, I knew Christ, and the way I kind of lived my life at that point as a middle school kid sometime around there, uh, it was more like, you know, hey, I know that. That's awesome. I'm forgiven. And then, you know, I would live my life as a teenage boy. And then, you know, I have regrets, like, oh, man, I shouldn't have said this or done this, whatever. Like, Lord, forgive me. We'd kind of go through this cycle. We would live on. And, um, you know, there is truth to that. God has forgiven us once and for all. Um, And so that is pretty much where that was. Now, there's so much more to it than that. Um, At that time, I was kind of thinking of God as God the shower, not God the Father. You know, like, I'm dirty, we clean this up, yeah, and then I would move on and continue and repeat the cycle like I said. It was when I was in high school, um, I was at a Young Life camp, which if you don't know what Young Life is, uh, Allie came and spoke a few weeks ago, Young Life's great, it's a ministry that preaches the gospel to kids and helps them grow in their faith, that's their two things. Um, Anyway, I was at a Young Life camp as a sophomore, I was talking to my Young Life leader about, you know, this kind of stuff. We're just having like a one-on-one conversation. And uh, he knew I knew Christ, and he's like, all right, like, what's your relationship with him like? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was talking about, you know, it is a relationship. It's God the Father for a reason, right? Like, God wants us. It's not just like, hey, I know you did that, and I sent my son. You're forgiven. Go off. No, he he wants us. And so... uh, he, my young life leader, his name was Clinton, he presented it to me like that, and I was thinking, like, oh, man, I never really thought about it that way. Like, it's not just about, like, being a good boy and doing the right stuff and making sure that if I mess up, when I do inevitably mess up, when I do today, you know, mess up, 
you know, God's there for me. There's so much more than just, you know, a right and a wrong, a checklist. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And that's awesome that it's that way. Um, but uh, anyway, as I go on, um, we are God's children. Um, the other verse I have planned out to read, which, I, like I said, I've gutted this thing, but I want to hit all the high points here. Uh, in Galatians 3, this is Galatians 3, 25 and 26. It says, Now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. So, what I'm getting at, why is this important? Um, that conversation I had in the 10th grade uh, 12 years ago is what shaped how I've been living my life since then. It wasn't just, you know, this kind of shallow, like, I understand this, this is great. But I've been pursuing God. I've been wanting to learn about um, God, the Father, and I've been growing. Now, how does this work? How do you follow God? How do you um, do this kind of thing? How do you grow this relationship with the Father? Well, just like you would grow a relationship with anybody else, um, particularly your father. So here's a few things I just want to say. First, you got to talk if you're in a relationship, right? So you got to pray. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, you have to pray. And I'm not talking about, you know, reciting the same things over and over again. And, you know, I think about this like every time like we have a meal. Like I think like, oh man, I kind of said the same thing as I did yesterday. Sometimes that happens. But what I'm talking about is like, God is your father. He already knows everything you think, say, and do, and will do. Might as well just be honest, have that conversation. Like, God, today has been tough. I can't stand this. Or this has been awesome, thank you. He wants to know what you're thinking. He already knows. Have that conversation with him. Um, if you don't have conversation, you're like one of those middle school relationships. You see like those two kids, you hear that they're dating, and then you see them, and they're just like. <laughs> I work at the high school, I see this kind of thing. Um, but anyway. Uh, Relationships that don't speak are not relationships. So have those conversations with your father. Uh, the second thing I've got is you want to read. Okay? Um, reading the Bible is not just one of those good things to do. Uh, this is how you get to know your father. Just like if you're like a little kid, like following your dad around, you learn and you see what he's doing and what he does. Um, and you kind of pick up on that, the whole monkey see, monkey do, like I'm this way because my dad did this. All that stuff, like the more time you spend with the Lord, you get to know what the Lord is like, what he's done, know his heart, the more you learn and grow. And so um, I would encourage you to do that. And my final point, so I don't know how long I've taken, hopefully not too long. My final point to grow this is you want to have fellowship. And what would I say fellowship is like? That's like that family time, okay? You get together, you know, you play board games with your uh, parents and your family, you know, you have a good time, you're like, hey, this, these, are, these are good memories. Fellowship is coming together with other people that also recognize God as their father, and you have that good family time. We're doing it right now. You know, this is one example of fellowship. And there's more to it than just waking up and going to church on Sunday. Um, it can be really informal. When I was in college, I had like six friends and more. But like we would get together and we would do a lot of stuff together. Like we'd always eat together and stuff. And these were all friends that also were following Christ. We had a men's study in college. You know, we were doing all kinds of stuff, working at the church, doing this and that. And I'm telling you, those kind of experiences do a lot for you. Um, being with other like-minded people kind of helps build you up. Usually we gather with like-minded people anyway, but it's for stuff that doesn't matter as much as the Lord. Whether it be some kind of politics or whatever. Uh, in my case, video game. I, I don't want to get... <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I'm going on too long again. Anyway, that fellowship. Here at Valley Church, we have 242 groups, and if you're not in one and you're wanting to follow after the Lord and you have some time, I recommend that you do try to get in one. I'm telling you, it's been awesome. Like I said, we've been going here for like five years, and there's a lot of you guys that I know, and I see you, I might see you around and say, like, hey, but like, I don't know many people that well. And I'm telling you what, 242 groups have really done a lot for us. Um, we've been learning and growing, getting to know other people better. Um, for instance, uh, some people in my group, I just knew them as Logan's parents, <laughs> like, growing up. But hey, we're having a good time and uh, having some good food and having some good fellowship. Anyway, guys, the point is, talk with your father, learn about your father, spend time with your father, and your 
brothers and sisters. So um, I hope I kept it short. Um, thanks. Uh, hey, I want to introduce Scott. Come on up. Thank you, Eric. Good morning and happy Father's Day. My name is Scott Turner, and I'd like to speak to you on a very serious topic, something I think is very pertinent to each of you fathers and for fathers that may be listening, fathers that are out there in our nation and within the valley. As a father, a grandfather, and great-grandfather, I can attest to the challenge that parenting brings to adult couples, not to mention the even greater challenge it brings to single parents. The struggle to provide for a family and raise children in a healthy, secure, positive Christian environment can seem overwhelming. Fathers have their own unique roles in the family, including the responsibility as leader, provider, and protector as well as sharing many of the responsibilities of the mother. In addition to all the expectations on a father are spiritual responsibilities as well. As leaders of the family, we must lead spiritually, guiding each family member in their Christian walk. Provision for their families must include the Christian teaching and upbringing for each of our children, working side by side with our wives to raise them into Christian adulthood. Paul says in Ephesians 6.4, fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Protection for our families must include the spiritual guidance they desperately need against daily spiritual attack. If someone were to break into our homes at night and threaten us and our family, I know most of the fathers out here would be, would be very well prepared. <laughs> but spiritual attack is a different type of threat, and so we need different means of defense. Ephesians 6.12 states, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Families in our valley and throughout our nation are under attack by Satan and his dark forces of evil more than ever. It's a supernatural battle disrupting the spiritual well-being of us, our immediate family, and our extended families. Every member of the family is a daily target, and souls are at stake. There are more temptations and modes of darkness ensnaring people of all ages into various traps and dangerous activities than ever before. Our families are constantly being distracted and bombarded by tempting illusions and lies. Anything that interrupts our relationship or connection with God is a spiritual attack. Even social media despite its conveniences, has introduced a minefield of snares for our younger generation as well as for parents. The statistics are alarming. Teenage depression, issues with identity, struggles with mental illness, often leading to dangerous lifestyles, substance abuse, addictions, and even suicide. These all begin as spiritual attacks. And so they have to be countered spiritually as early as possible using spiritual weapons. God, give us the, God gives us this answer in Ephesians 6.13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit 
with all prayer and supplication. How do we, as fathers, apply what Paul is describing in this passage to our daily lives in order to lead, provide for, and defend our family spiritually? We must stay close to God through his word, which is the belt of truth and the sword of the spirit. This means daily Bible reading and praying together as a family in order to seek guidance from God's spirit through his word. Maintaining the presence of God within our homes and lives through prayer sustains the spiritual health of our immediate family, but prayer is needed for our extended families as well. We must all be prayer warriors. As a result, our faith will be strengthened. This faith is our shield to extinguish the flaming darts from Satan, because Satan's objective is to separate us from God, to disrupt any progress towards salvation, and to destroy our faith. Along with the shield of faith, Paul describes a helmet of salvation together with a breastplate of righteousness and the readiness by the gospel. We know that our salvation is a result of God's grace through faith in Christ from hearing and responding to the truth of the gospel message from God's word. The breastplate of righteousness is a result of our salvation in Christ because Christ took upon himself all our sin on the cross and transferred his righteousness to us as believers. We therefore stand justified by the righteousness of Christ. All these pieces work together as the whole armor of God to defend us spiritually. But our own spiritual walks as fathers must continue to develop so that we can grow in the likeness of Christ and live godly lives. We cannot be so busy or preoccupied with the things of this world that our own spiritual walk becomes stagnant. That's a form of spiritual attack on us. If a father is struggling spiritually himself, how is he going to properly lead, provide for, and defend his family spiritually? James 4.7 says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. We draw near to God through our devotion to him, through daily prayer, his word within scripture, and our commitment as a family to the gospel message of salvation by God's grace through faith. These Christian disciplines, when used together, will prepare us each day as our defense for the spiritual battles that are continually before us and our families. Amen. Amen. We'll now hear from Jonas Barnhart. Good morning, church. As I said, my name is Jonas, and I'll be speaking from the book of Daniel, mainly in chapter 3. But uh, it'll be about Daniel and his three friends who get kidnapped from Jerusalem by the king Nebuchadnezzar in about 605 B.C., where they were taken to do a three-year study for Babylonians. Now, during this time, they were given Babylonian names of Belzador, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnigna. Now, these men had the highest faithfulness in God and faced the highest level of persecution because of it. They had so much faithfulness in God that they were willing to die for their beliefs. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar built a golden statue and told everybody to worship it, but they refused to do so. So in Daniel 3, verses 14 through 18, you see that Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, It is true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up. Now, if you're ready at the time and hear the sound of a horn flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in sympathy with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the engines I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you should be cast immediately into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And who is God who will deliver you from your hands? 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods nor worship the golden image which you have set up. Now, to sum up the rest of chapter 3, you see that King Nebuchadnezzar ordered the three men to be sent into the fiery furnace at seven times harder than its normal capacity. And when doing so, the men who carried the three into the furnace end up dying because of the heat. But the three that were in the furnace, anything that would happen to them was their bindings burn off and they stood up and walked around the furnace. And all to behold, they see a fourth man with them in the furnace to be a son of God or a son of man. In that case, when they come out of the furnace, King Nebuchadnezzar was so amazed that they survived. He called, called them blessed and announced and declared that, that the nation was to worship the Lord for there's no other God who can rescue like this. So I'll leave it to you. What fiery furnace do you have? God never once promised we would be without difficulties. In fact, Jesus promised we would have trials in this life. And you see this in John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So, what fire furnace do you face? A tough marriage? Perhaps a job loss? Or an unexpected diagnosis of an illness or anything of that nature? Family challenges? Financial difficulties? Perhaps all or some of the above? Whatever challenge or challenges we each may face, we can be assured that one of us, or all of us, has at least one of them. Of course, some might be a bit more blazing than others, yours or mine, maybe seven times the intensity, but they are all fiery nonetheless. I know that I have my challenges, especially when I became a dad. I mean, now don't get me wrong, I was excited to be a dad, but deep down my insecurities of life, you know, am I good enough? Do I make enough money? Can I support them? You know, will they love me like I love them, or vice versa? But uh, I mean, it's a miracle from from the Lord to become a dad, and it's a blessing for sure. Now, also relating to that, as far as a furnace, you know, I've been laid off since January until now, so I had over four months of being laid off, wondering, you know, how am I going to make it? How am I going to put food on the table? How am I? Going to support my kids, my family. It's, it's been it's been hard, let me tell you. But uh, then to top it off, you know what else can happen? My wife Ashley ended up getting diagnosed with thyroid cancer, so we had to go through surgery and go through radiation and you know every trial and tribulation you can think of to to this day. Thankfully, though, she had scans and looks like as of right now everything's out and we can Amen. we can. Uh, just pray and hope that everything goes through. So um, I'd like to say on top of that, though, uh, would you like to say that you have faith enough for these men of the Bible, of Daniel and his three friends? I, I know me personally, I would like to say I do, but human nature, you know, I had doubt. Don't get me wrong. And I still have doubt. But that's, you know, that's being honest. I mean, do you trust God in your life to let him take, take your reins and to be unbound, live freely through Christ? I know I'm slowly working on it, and I do see the differences in my life and my family's life for it. And I thank the Lord for that every day. So I'll leave you with this. Are you ready to be fearless and faithful in the Lord like Daniel and his friends? We need to stand strong in our beliefs and trust in God. Do we avoid such activities or words that could be or defile us that try to wipe out our identity? Or do we stand strong in our convictions, even when we might lose respect, friends, or potentially even our lives for it? For being faithful to the Lord. Now, sometimes it offers us born down to do we trust God in our lives? Like I said before, I like like to say I do, but honestly, sometimes you know, human nature is human nature. Um, I think faithful servants sometimes just need to sit down and talk to the Lord and ask the Lord, and you know, have a one-on-one conversation. After all, He didn't make us all in His image. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what we're doing, and He wants to be our God. He wants to be our Father. So, I mean, it's just, sorry, I'm nervous, so 
I don't like working wise, you know, supervisor, I'm good. I, I, I can talk to anybody, but up here, it's a whole different animal. So I'll leave you in the closing from the end of Daniel's prayer from chapter 19, verses 17 through 19. Now, therefore, our God, hear the prayer of your servant and his supplications, and for the Lord's sake, cause your faith to shine on your sanctuary, which is desolate. O oh my God, incline your ear and hear, open your eyes and see our desolations in the city which is called by your name. Or do we not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because your great mercies. O oh Lord, hear. O oh Lord, forgive. O oh Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people are called by your name. So I leave it to you guys. You know what? What faithfulness do you have in the Lord and in the main Father? And like I said, do you let Him control the reins, or like me, still want to be stubborn sometimes and try to make my own path and realize it don't work out too well? I mean, like I said, I found that that the more I let Him in and the more my heart grows for Him, because I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I strayed away for a while after high school, and and thanks to my wife. I came back, and it's it's been it's been good ever since. I mean, it's it's been good. So I just say, make that leap, be faithful in the Lord, and if whatever comes of it, just know that He is with you, no matter what what life goes to throw at you. So I leave you to Wayne to finish out for tonight. Thank you, Jonas. I, I got to use this thing. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, Jonathan doesn't trust me with one of those. <laughs> but, but watching Eric, I'm thinking, hey, I think I should have given Eric this baby too. <laughs> he talks a lot with these hands like I do. But anyhow, I'll see. i got to figure out where I can see my notes. But uh, this table's a little short for me. <laughs> well, it's good to be here, guys. And, and thanks for the opportunity to, to speak on this Father's Day. Um, I know I felt led. Uh, to speak on something that, you know, we're going to leave behind and we're going to pass on <clears throat> when we leave this earth to those we love and to those we know, uh, to those we have opportunity to impact. And that one thing is your legacy. Legacy in this context is defined as the long-lasting impact of one's life. Because today's Father's Day, I'm going to dwell more so on fathers and, and husbands and grandfathers. But women also have the same responsibility as fathers. And that's to, to uh, <clears throat> live a godly life and to be a, a witness for Jesus Christ in this life. <clears throat> From my youth, and as probably most of you have been, we've been affected by those people that went on before us, that left a legacy. My father, <clears throat> my father was a, uh, a crippled man. I never knew my dad to be straight. He was frozen like in a sitting position with uh, crippling arthritis. But the one thing <clears throat> that I remember, the legacy he passed on to me was this. He was a faithful man. He was a humble man. He was a prayer warrior. <clears throat> he was, he was, uh, he was one, uh, always the voice of reason. If you wanted reason, you went to your dad. Uh, and he would always give godly advice. For that reason, there were six of us kids. Every one of his kids um, was in Christian ministry in some fashion. Some were pastors, some missionaries, some deacons, elders, Sunday school teachers. But all were involved in Christian ministry because of my dad's faithful prayers. <clears throat> so I, that's the legacy I was passed on. And, I, and, you know, I can always remember his funeral and all the, the eulogies that was said about my dad. Um, and, you know, if you want to know the kind of a person's life, what kind of life they led, uh, listen to the eulogy at the end of their life. You'll find out how they lived their life. 
in, uh, and, and also their reputation in Proverbs 22.1. Uh, choose a good reputation over good riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver and gold. So how we live our life, guys, matters. People are watching. Especially if you say, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I know Jesus Christ is my Savior. Well, then people are going to watch. They're going to hold you accountable. Well, <clears throat> the Apostle Paul in Galatians 5 spoke of two different types of lifestyles. One was the work of the flesh in verses 19 through 21, and there's 16 of those, and that would be a whole sermon in and of itself, so I'm not going to go there. Uh, <clears throat> then he also spoke of the fruits of the Spirit, verses 22 through 23, and there's nine of those. And I will mention those, because where you are but Jesus Christ, these are going to be evident or not evident. Love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The moment anyone receives Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, the Holy Spirit indwells them and gives them the opportunity to express the fruits of the spirits in their lives to those they're around. How do you treat people? It's going to show where you are with Jesus Christ. When we allow the Holy Spirit to affect our choices and behaviors, our life will reflect those fruits and <clears throat> how we treat others. Galatians 5.16 So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be... Uh, doing what your sinful nature desires, allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us. We can only do that as a Christian. And husbands, you know, speaking to you, we're called to be that spiritual leader. I think Scott mentioned that. Um, and we're to, to nurture our kids. And I think he mentioned one of my verses in, in Galatians 6, 4. It's, it's about us being there and, and always for our children, that soft place to fall, that that godly influence for our children and our grandchildren. And the older you get, I think the more important you understand how important our legacy is in this life. <clears throat> in closing, I just ask you to consider what, what is your legacy? What do you want it to be at the end of this life? What are you passing on at the end of this life to those you leave behind, to those you care about, to those whose lives you impact. It matters, folks. It matters for those people, and it matters for our Savior. If you are listening here or online today, you cannot receive the power of the Holy Spirit unless you personally have asked Jesus Christ to be your Savior. But be of good cheer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. <clears throat> you can have that salvation today. You can have that gift. You can have that gift of the Holy Spirit indwelling you, helping you to live that legacy that is healthy, that is uh, uh, just an encouragement to others and to be that light and that salt in this life. <clears throat> uh, God can and God will create in you a new being if you allow him. Christians, you know, we have uh, the same responsibility to set a godly example to our children and all those who we have honored opportunity to impact. In short, our legacy matters for eternity, for not just us, but those who follow. Let's pray. God, thank you for this day, and I thank you, God, for the opportunity to be a father and a grandfather, and for all those who are. And, and Father, I thank you more so that you are my father, 
And you can be the father of anyone who accepts your son, Jesus Christ, as a sacrifice for their sin. Thank you, God, for that. And I just pray the Holy Spirit, Father, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you, that today might be that day of salvation, that they understand now, God, apart from you, they cannot, they cannot have eternal life with you. And they can have those gifts of the Spirit that you provide. Father, I thank you for that and for all that you provide, this hope and this help, and for eternity, God. We just uh, thank you and praise you uh, for th that gift of salvation. And, and Father, we uh, just pray now uh, that uh, you would just bless us, use us, God, help us to be that salt, help us to be that light in this world, that we leave this legacy, Father, that says, hey, that's a kind of life I want to live. I want to live for Jesus because of what we did. So, Father, thank you for the opportunity and the responsibility. And just help us to be that. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Valley Church. If you were impacted by today's teaching or made a decision to follow Jesus, we would love to hear from you, pray for you, and walk with you. To connect with us, visit valleychurchwv.com. There you will find resources on following Jesus and information about how to partner with us here at Valley Church as we seek, serve, and send disciples of Christ. 